Next book, Bismillahirrahman Rahim, Kitabul Janais. The book of Janais. Janais is the plural of Janaza. And it is also called Jinaza. Janaza or Jinaza. Both are correct pronunciations. So if you hear someone saying Jinaza, it's okay. If you hear someone saying Janaza, that is also okay. And there isn't much difference between the two pronunciations. Now, Kitabul Janais, if you see, this is coming after some chapters related to Salah. Now, why is the book of funerals coming within the issues related to Salah? Because when a person dies, then yes, there are many things that are to be done. There is the burial there is the distribution of inheritance. Much before that, at the time of death, there are certain things that should be done immediately after death. There are certain things that should be done. But the most important thing that is to be done for a deceased is the funeral prayer. It is Salatul Janazah. That's the most important thing that needs to be done. It is his right or her right. The right of a deceased individual that people must pray the Salatul Janazah for them. So this is why the issues related to Janazah are mentioned right after the issues related to Salah. So let's begin. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. The first bab, bab fil janaizi waman kana akhiru kalamihi la ilaha illallah. Bab fil janaiz. Fil janaiz meaning now the discussion is on funerals. The following hadith, the following chapter headings will be related to funerals. وَمَنْ كَانَ آخِرُ كَلَامِهِ And the first thing that Imam Bukhari mentions is that the person whose last statement, final word is La ilaha illallah Meaning the last words that a person utters is are what? La ilaha illallah so if a person was to say La ilaha illallah before he dies, then what? What do we learn from the Qur'an and Sunnah, from the statements of the Prophet ﷺ? What do we learn? A person who says La ilaha illallah before he dies, what will happen? He will enter Jannah. Right? So Imam Bukhari is referring to that. وَقِيلَ لِوَهْبِ بْنِ مُنَبِّهِنْ And it was said to Wahb bin Munabbih, that أَلَيْسَ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ مِفْتَاحُ الْجَنَّةِ Isn't لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ a key to Jannah? Meaning saying لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ Isn't it a key to Jannah? That if a person was to say it, then they would enter Jannah. Just as if you have the key to a place, to a door, and you use the key to open it, what will happen? It will work. Then you can enter that place. So likewise, if a person has said, La ilaha illallah, doesn't it mean that they will enter Jannah? Qala bala. He said, yes, it is. Walakin laysa miftahun illa lahu asnan. But there is no key without its teeth. What does it mean by that? That if you want a key to work somewhere, it better be the right key. It better have the right teeth. By teeth you might be wondering what are the teeth of a key. You remember those big old keys? Right? Do you remember? So 
those keys, what did they have at the end? Big teeth at the end. Sometimes a big one, sometimes two, sometimes three. Right? Now also, the keys that you have, if you compare them, they look identical. Don't they? They look identical. Yet, you cannot use the key on every lock. Isn't it so? You cannot use the key, the same key on every lock. Have you ever wondered why? It's happened with me a few times, you know, where I have a bunch of keys that look identical. And then I'm struggling, okay, which one works here? Which one works here? One, no. Second one, no. Third one, no. Fourth one, no. Fifth one, finally. What's the difference between those keys? Their ridges are different. Isn't it? It has to be the right combination. And if it's not the right combination, if the ridges are not right, then what will happen? The key will not work. So Wahab ibn Munabbih is saying that وَلَكِنْ لَيْسَ مِفْتَاحٌ إِلَّا لَهُ أَسْنَانٌ فَإِنْ جِئْتَ بِمِفْتَاحٍ لَهُ أَسْنَانٌ فُتِحَ لَكَ So if you bring a key which has teeth, then it will open for you. وَإِلَّا لَمْ يُفْتَحْ And if not, then it will not open for you. So what is he saying here? That yes, La ilaha illallah is the key to Jannah. But La ilaha illallah has some conditions. You understand? It has some conditions. And when those conditions are fulfilled, then yes, if a person says this before he dies, he will enter Jannah. بِإِذْنِ But if those conditions are not fulfilled, then there will be some hurdles before he enters Jannah. Or if those conditions are not correct, they're invalid, then he will not be allowed to enter Jannah. Why is Imam Bukhari beginning Kitabul Janais with this issue? He's beginning with the mention of death and dying in a state of Islam. وَلَا تَمُوتُنَّ إِلَّا وَأَنْتُمْ مُسْلِمُونَ Do not die unless you are in a state of Islam, you are in a state of submission to Allah. And the number one thing that is part of Islam is what? That a person believes in لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ Correct? So this is why Imam Bukhari begins Kitabul Janais with this issue. And also remember that janazah, the funeral prayer, will be performed for who? For who? For a Muslim. For a person who says La ilaha illallah in his life. For a person who believed in La ilaha illallah, then salatul janazah will be performed for him. And if he did not believe in La ilaha illallah, he never said it, then salatul janazah is not for him. You know Abu Talib, the uncle of the Prophet ﷺ, what happened to him before he died? The Prophet ﷺ urged him again and again that, oh my uncle, say something, say this so that I can do something for you, I can intercede for you. You have to say, la ilaha illallah yourself. If you say it only then, I can intercede for you. And if you don't say it, I cannot help you. He urged him over and over again. But what happened? The shaitan, Abu Jahl, right? He said that, will you leave the way of your forefathers at this time? 
And so Abu Talib refused to say La ilaha illallah and he died without saying La ilaha illallah. And when he died like that, we learned that Ali radiallahu anhu came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He was in a very bad state because Abu Talib was the father of Ali radiallahu anhu. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told Ali radiallahu anhu to go bury him. To go bury Abu Talib. But there was no ghusl, no janazah. No salah, no dua. The Prophet ﷺ, Ali radiallahu anhu, could not help their relative. Because that relative did not say la ilaha illallah. Even though he supported the Prophet ﷺ so much. So if a person does not say la ilaha illallah, does not believe in la ilaha illallah, there is no salatul janazah even for him. There is no proper burial for him. So if there is one thing that we can start with, that we can focus on, that we can teach our children and we can teach the people around us, La ilaha illallah, let's begin with that. Because whoever says La ilaha illallah, then yes, eventually he will be saved. But remember that La ilaha illallah is not just a statement that is to be uttered. It's a statement that must be believed in. Correct? And this is why Wahab bin Munabbih compared the saying of La ilaha illallah to a key. It's not like a magic word. Hmm? Let you say open sesame, anybody says it, and the door opens. No. You know like there's voice recognition? Hmm? But whose voice is recognized? Whose voice is recognized by a device? Anyone's? No. Now there is face recognition coming soon, right? So just a person with two eyes and a nose and mouth, you know, if they come in front of the phone, will the phone unlock? No. You've got fingerprints, right? You've got your own unique, you've got lines on your finger, on your thumb. But if you put that on anybody's phone, will it unlock? No. If you say to a phone, hey Siri, and that phone does not belong to you, will it recognize your voice? No. You can say that a thousand times, but it will not recognize your voice. Correct? So, La ilaha illallah, saying it with an empty heart, saying it just on the surface is not enough. Believing in it is important. And remember that there are levels of iman. And this is something that you must understand. There are levels of iman. There are three levels. The first level is known as mutlaqul iman which is bare minimum level of iman. Basically, if a person says, yes, I believe in Allah, I'm a Muslim. And if you ask them, how many surahs are there in the Quran? They say, I don't know. If you ask them, how are you supposed to pray? And they say, My, I'm not sure. There are Muslims like that who don't know how to pray. They don't know. But they say, if you ask them, what is your religion? They will say, I'm a Muslim. I believe in Allah. So they have the bare minimum level of iman. You understand? They fulfill the bare minimum condition, which is to believe in Allah, to declare yourself a Muslim. Even if you don't know the details. Alright? And this is where a person is to be treated as a Muslim. Okay? They're to be treated as a Muslim. Which also means that if they die, 
then Salatul Janazah is to be performed for them. You say at the time, well, this person used to drink alcohol, doesn't matter. You could say, well, they never really prayed, it doesn't matter. If they considered themselves a Muslim, they believed in La ilaha illallah, they identified as a Muslim, they fulfilled the bare minimum level. So they're to be treated as a Muslim. You see in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Hujurat that إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ إِخْوَةً Believers are brothers. Right? So make peace between them. And the verses talk about Muslims fighting each other. Killing each other. Well, that's not acceptable of a believer if you think about it. Isn't it? But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala still calls them believers because they identify as Muslims. The second level of iman is al-imanul mutlaq, the required level of iman. Al-imanul mutlaq, the required level of iman, which is that a person believes in la ilaha illallah, of course, but they also believe in the they know and they believe in all the details also. So for example, if you were to go to let's say uh, some rural place I've seen this myself also in Pakistan. And you ask a child, recite the kalima, they will say, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Right? But then you ask them, okay, who was Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam? No clue. If you ask them, who's Jibreel? No idea. What are angels? No idea. No clue at all. They don't know the details. Right? But then there are some people, fortunate people, who know the details. And consider yourself fortunate that you know the details and you believe in them. You know about the issues related to sahu. You know the issues related to amal fi salah. You know the issues related to sajdatu tilawa. This is a blessing. Because once a person has this knowledge and he believes in the details and he brings them in his action, then he is fulfilling the required level of iman. So you see the level is higher. Okay? And then the third level, which is the highest level, is al-imanul kamil. The preferred level of iman. You know, for example, in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes the believers, praises them, that إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ إِذَا ذُكِرَ اللَّهُ وَجِلَتْ قُلُوبُهُ Hmm? That real believers are those who, when Allah is mentioned, their hearts tremble. And you're like, okay, I hope I'm a believer. Right? I do believe, but my heart doesn't always tremble when Allah is mentioned. So then I don't have iman. This verse is talking about the preferred level of iman. Alright? So understand these levels. And understand that people are not all at one level. You will find many people whose iman is very high. And then you will find other people whose iman is average. And then there are other people who identify as Muslim, but you wonder, what kind of Muslim are they? You understand? But if they identify themselves as Muslim, they should be treated as a Muslim. And part of that is that when they pass away, then what needs to be done? What needs to be done? Salatul Janazah is to be performed. 
Now there are some very important ahadith over here, uh, which inshallah we will do in our next class. And inshallah I will also tell you about the teeth of the key. Right? What are the conditions of La ilaha illallah? But at that time, don't think, well, if a person does not fulfill these conditions, they're no longer a Muslim. No, they're still a Muslim. They're just not at the required level. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik, ashadu wa la ilaha illa anta, astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.